Welcome to In the Know by Diane Schindler. This is Diane Schindler speaking. I'm the host of In the Know, the podcast show. I'm an author, a presenter, a solo nomad, a travel blogger, and a photographer. So this podcast show includes writing tips, travel tips, and my views of life from savvy and thoughtful to quirky and humorous. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to In the Know. This is Diane Schindler. I am here with Bonna Hayes, editor extraordinaire. Bonna, Bonna, welcome to In the Know. Oh, I'm so glad to be here, Diane. We have exciting news for our listeners. Bonna, for she and I, we recorded an episode previously on In the Know, and so I will reference that episode in these episode notes, and you can see a full-length biography of Bana in the episode notes, but today we're going to talk to you about Bana's bite-sized nuggets. We have decided to do a monthly episode featuring Bana and her bite-sized nuggets, and let us tell you now the purpose of having Bana on In the Know, and I'm honored to have her on In the Know. The purpose of having Bana on In the Know is that Bana will bring a breath of fresh air to In the Know. We're also hoping that we can have some fun and substantive discussions about writing. We'll have conversations for all levels of writers, beginners, intermediate, and even advanced. This will ensure that In the Know is a podcast is a place for you to come back every month, the fourth Thursday of every month, to learn more from Bana with her bite-sized nuggets. So here we go. This is the first one. We're so excited. (laughs) So, Bonna, tell us what we're going to do today. Yeah, well, first I'm going to tell you where the name Bite Size came from. Desmond Tutu wrote that there's only one way to eat an elephant, one bite at a time. And what he meant by this is that everything in life that seems daunting, overwhelming, and even impossible can be accomplished gradually by taking on just a little at a time. So we're going to discuss bite-sized nuggets about the craft of writing and how to tackle those persistent problems that writers and editors face, some basic, some advanced. We'll eat the elephant one burger at a time. Excellent. So we're going to talk about POV today, right? Point of view. Yeah. And I asked my writers group what they wanted to know more about, and that was the number one topic Tell us about point of view. One of the writers was experienced in expository writing, and this is his first excursion into creative writing. He was mystified about point of view and told me, if you can get me to understand what point of view is, I'll listen to your podcast 60 times. Here we are. Yeah, here we are. 60 (laughs) times would be great. Yeah, right, wouldn't it? I hope everybody wants to do that. I hope so, too. So tell us about today. Well, today we're going to talk about point of view. And first, we'll just start with what is point of view? And what you, when you read a story, have you ever thought about who is telling it? That component of storytelling called the point of view of a book 
is the method and perspective an author uses for conveying the story. We're going to define the three types of point of view, first person, second, and third person, and give examples for each one. There are more types of point of view when you get down into depth, but we only have time for three of them in our bite-sized episode today. We'll also give you a list of resources to solidify what you've learned from today's podcast. And then at the end, we're going to hear a, a summary and Bana's bite-sized nuggets for point of view. Yes, so that okay. you're going you're gonna to understand what POV is and why it's important and how to recognize the three point of views. Yes, and let's you start, Diane. Tell me the story about being in grade school and listening to the teacher. I loved grammar. That's a pathetic thing to admit, but I did. And Mrs. Wilson used to talk about how we would conjugate verbs. Well, we're not going to conjugate verbs. But she identified, and you remember this, she talked about the pronouns for the purposes of conjugating verbs. So she would have the first pronoun is I, singular pronoun I, sec and so that's first person. That's first person point of view that we're gonna talk about. The second is you, and the third is he, she, or it. And so when we talk about point of view, we divide it into first person, in this case is I, second person, which is you, who is you, I should say, and then third person, he, she, and some, if it's plural, it's a they. Is that what you wanted me to tell you? That's perfect, thanks. And we'll, we'll, let's talk about that first person point of view. It's where the writer relates information from their perspective. Perhaps they're telling a story from their past, or maybe they're giving you their opinion. But the identifier is I, me, mine. Now, Diane has an example she's going to read for us about first person point of view, and it's from the hit book and movie, The Hunger Games. That's right. And I'm going to read the very first line in the very first chapter. When I wake up, the other side of the bed is cold. So, so Katniss is the point of view. It is from her perspective. She says, when I, and that's the key. It's simple. I, first person. She goes on to say in the second paragraph, I, I prop myself up on one elbow. Furthermore, she also says, I had to let him stay. So you know it's first person because I, I, I. And the first person that we use doesn't have to be only the protagonist. It can be a different person in the book. So one of the ones that we're probably familiar with is Stephen King's novella about the Shawshank Redemption, which was made into a wonderful movie with Morgan Freeman. When Stephen King wrote the novella, it starts in the first person, and it's the, the inmate Red is talking, and he gives a drive and a rhythm through this single voice of his. He says, there's a guy like me in every state and federal prison in America, I guess. I'm the guy who can get it for you. I'm the guy. <laughs> And that's how you can identify its first person, even though the protagonist is not Red. By making that choice to have Red tell the story, 
it gives you the wonderful rhythm and word choice of human speech. Second person, the writer speaks directly to the reader. It's popular in business writing, self-help articles, and books. Those are all written in second person, and the identifier is you or your. And Diane's going to give us an example of that. I'm going to read from my book, uh, The Essential Guide to a Life of Travel, The ABCs of International Travel. And when I, I you know, I will talk in this book about what I have learned, but then I get to the specifics and I say, check to see if your destination countries require immunization. Now you didn't see the you there, but the you is understood. You remember in third grade, Mrs. Wilson's class, the you was in parentheses. So and I have said, check to see, it's clear that I mean you. You're laughing, I see you laughing. <laughs> You check to see. <laughs> Mrs. Wilson's class. <laughs> you check on your current health insurance policy. So I use you understood and sometimes I actually use you. And so this is the self, this is um, kind of a self-help book. And you don't really see that used very often in writing for fiction. It's rarely used. But let's jump on to third person. It's the most common type of point of view when it comes to novels. In this point of view, there's an external person who is telling the story. Pronouns like he or she or even they are used if they're talking about a group. So we have third person. When we zoom into it further, we see that the third person point of view can be split into two categories. One of them is third person omniscient. And that is kind of like, take yourself back to the old days of the cavemen when they were sitting around the fire telling their stories of folklore or Greek mythology where an all-knowing perspective can reveal anything that's going to happen, has happened or will happen in the world of the story. It's godlike, all seeing. And so we as the reader, we know what people are thinking. We know what the grasshopper is thinking. We know everything because it is totally omniscient, all seeing. I don't know how I, I could never write a book like that, but it has happened mostly in the past, though, right? Not so much today. Right. But I think Tolkien, Lord of the Rings, is a good example of omniscient writing, third-person omniscient. What most people use today is third-person limited, where the writer can only reveal the thoughts, feelings, and understanding of a single character at a given time. Diane, you're going to read to us an example of that from Dare to I Return. Am, yeah, Dare to Return. How ironic that I've picked up this book. It's written by J.J. Clark, a friend of ours. And you, Bonnie Hayes, you were the editor of this book. So you know exactly what's on page 45, second paragraph. That's from where I will read. Now we're talking about third person limited. So we're going to look for the pronouns he or she or they. And we're going to know what he, she, or they think. 
So here we go. From Dare to Return, Dare to Return by J.J. Clark, page 45, in the middle of the page. While outside, Kate studied the young man for a minute. She thought he was in his early 20s. Let me read another thing. Kate returned and exchanged keys with the salesman. She gave him her phone number. Ooh, that sounds interesting. So we have a couple of things going on. First, third person, she. Here is Kate. And she thought he was in his early 20s. And you'll notice the other word that we pay attention to there is thought. Now, how do we know what she thought? Well, that's what the point of view is telling us. We are getting into Kate's mind. She, third person, thought we know what she thinks. We're getting into her head. But we don't get it to anyone else's head throughout this novel because J.J. Clark and Bonnie Hayes, who have worked together to publish this book, need to know that point of view needs to be consistent throughout. That's true. And one of the things that you could do, then going back to what you just read, Kate thought, we don't know what the guy thought. We only know what Kate thought. Yeah, so tell me, tell me about the person. Why, you just, you, you've told me when we've been preparing for this episode, you told me about somebody walking in the room and looking forward at the audience. Can you give us that little anecdote? Oh, sure. There's a, there's a really great video talking about how to use third-person formatting. And it, 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 it is, talks about a woman walking in the room, and she looks out and sees the audience in front of her, and then sees the sheriff enter the room behind her. So the problem with that is immediately, she can't see the sheriff entering the room behind her. She could see the audience in front of her. She could maybe hear the sheriff entering. So mm -hmm. that, there, it, there would be an example when you'd have to include in the POV, if you wanna include the sheriff, you have to include it from the lady's point of view, which is, I heard the door open and close. Or she heard the door open and close. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, so we're yeah. a third person, so we're going to say she heard. But, you yeah. know, that's the point. And, and, and you've told me many times, Bonnie, that we can make this mistake all the time because we get caught up in our writing as writers. And we have it all in our head, and we're writing, we're writing. And before you know it, we have confused the readers because we have inadvertently given credence to getting into somebody else's mind when we can't. And right. uh, so that's when editors come in play. They do. Or simply, sometimes after you've written so many pages as an author and you've done so many revisions, you just can't keep track of all of it anymore. And that happens. That's why having a fresh set of eyes is often important to look over your work. We don't want the reader to be confused. No, we don't want the editor to be confused either. We want the reader to be happy and just rip through that novel like it's, they want to eat it up. All right, so I am going to summarize. May I? Yes, please. So just briefly, because this is bite-sized and this is Bonna's bite-sized, what we have done is we have defined... In these few minutes, we have defined point of view. We have provided and explained first person point of view, second person point of view, and third person point of view. And under the category of third person point of view, Bonnet explained to us two, 
two different kinds of third person point of view. One is third person limited and the other is third person omniscient. That's true. That's exactly what we've talked about today. And I oh. want to leave you behind with four important nuggets. You don't want to leave me, you don't want to leave me behind. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give you four important nuggets. The elephant burgers. Point of view is who is telling the story. Two, you need to be consistent in the point of view you choose. Three, third-person omniscient is not often used today. And four, most authors choose third-person limited point of view. I've had so much fun, not only prepping for this, but also doing the recording. Now, do you have any final statements for us before we close? Yeah, I want people to know that we welcome emails and comments from our audience. We would love it if you let us know what you'd like for us to talk about on upcoming episodes of Bite Size Nuggets. So um, email to me, my information will be there, or to Diane, the information and comment section will be in the program notes. So we hope that you had a good time today. We certainly did. We look forward to seeing you again on our next episode of Bonna's Bite Size Nuggets. And it's the fourth Thursday of every month. Now we talked about POV today and I tell you what, Bonna and I struggled because we had to pare it down, pare it down, pare it down. There's so much more to talk about POV. and We didn't have time, 15 minutes or 20 minutes. So you can count on another discussion, a more, a more in-depth discussion of POV at another time. But our next episode, next month will be on showing and telling. Come join us. We can't wait to hear from you. That's right. And so this was the beginner showing and telling. I think next episode, that's going to kind of be for beginner writers too. We look forward to hearing from you. As Bonna said, please access the program notes. We're going to have some resources there for you so you can dig a little deeper on POV. We look forward to seeing you again. Thank you so much, Bon. Thanks, Diane. Thank you so much for listening to In The Know. If you would like to support the show, you can do so by subscribing and sharing it with your family and friends. You can like this episode, leave a comment, and even add a rating. Your support is very important to the success of In The Know. Thank you for listening and see you next time.